joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Chers auditeurs en ligne, online listeners, here we are faithful to our weekly appointment dear listeners who follow us on your local radios of your respective nations of the earth we want to greet all of you in the name of the God of Moses the message that I am going to speak about today is entitled the Moses generation oh yes this man who shook Egypt who shook the Egypt the desert who shook Canaan and has established himself through the law in all the court systems of the earth. I want to speak about this generation. I want to enroll you in this generation for the good of many. May you hold and keep to memory my title, the Moses generation. In the past, we spoke about the King David generation, but today we'll speak about the Moses generation. And I'd love to read a few scriptures that are going to be foundational to our teaching today. Hebrews 11, verse 24 to 26. By faith, by faith, it is by faith. It is by faith that you can become of the generation, of the Moses generation. It is by faith I love the writer to the epistle to the Hebrews who said, may we see the life of those who came before us in faith and imitate their faith. Says, remember your conductors who preached to you the gospel. May you consider what was the end of their lives. And imitate and imitate. Do not just stop on receiving information about these men, about Moses. But the Bible recommends to us to imitate their faith and who says faith says works because faith without works does not exist and that is why today I wanted to say imitate the works the expressions of their faith oh yes Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forevermore. This is why I wanted to speak to you about the Moses generation who was the leader of Israel. And we need to look up to him, not just to look up to him, to receive information. The goal of receiving information about the men of God is for the next generation to imitate the faith of these people so that we may see what they saw, so that we may do 
what they did so that we may overcome what they overcame so that we may have what they had it is by faith it is by faith people say that they have faith but a faith that has become mere words slogans that is why today I am leading you to become the Moses generation it is by faith that Moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of the daughter son of Pharaoh's daughter he refuses it is by faith that Moses put on the altar of sacrifice his prince status he was a prince learn the Moses generation it is a generation with a sacrificial spirit oh yes we live in a time where people no longer make sacrifices for God and for the good of the multitude. I'm thinking about great men even in the political area like Mandela for South Africa and Africans and the people of Europe. People like him who made sacrifices and their sacrifices paid off. They didn't make sacrifices just by ambition. I visited the prison where Mandela was. He was in prison not in order to be famous, but he was in prison for the freedom of his people. And I regret that where many people paid a high price with their sacrifices for the good of many, but people are wasting the product of their sacrifices. Africa, you owe to the fathers of independence, the independence of your nations. May you not waste the product of their sacrifices. This is terrible. Church of the earth, may you remember the sacrifices of missionaries that left to you the church communities that you have do not waste the product of their sacrifices because you are going to account to God. I call this an awareness that is guilty which is to waste the product of sacrifices. This is terrible. We need people. We need a church. We need brothers and sisters who are filled with a spirit of sacrifices for the good of the multitude. This is the Moses generation. He refused to be called Prince. And he put on the altar of sacrifice his social status. This is what the most generation is all about. It is people who put 
their status of value on the altar of sacrifice. Here, he sacrificed his status as a prince for the purpose of the freedom of Israel, people of God. Listen to me. Do not forget that Israel was the product of the sacrifices of the fathers, the patriarchs. Abraham sacrificed his nation, his father's house, his family. And he put that on the altar of sacrifice. The people who are too attached. The God of glory is the God of the spirit of sacrifice for the good of the multitude. The Bible says the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham and said to him, leave. Here God was teaching him the lesson of sacrifice. And this is what birthed Israel. And when God appeared to Moses, God said to him, I am the God of your father, Abraham, the one who was filled with the spirit of sacrifice. Not only that, remember that he sacrificed also Isaac. I'll come back to that. We no longer have pastors, men of God, women of God, who have a spirit of sacrifice for God and for the good of many. This is terrible. It is ridiculous. And that is why I wanted to speak to you about the Moses generation. Moses walked in the footsteps of the God of Abraham. Who is your God? My God is the God of Abraham. He is the God of faith. Abraham was called the father of faith. Even when he offered his son on the altar, his son Isaac, the Bible says that his faith was made perfect. In James chapter 2, 19 to 22. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe. And they tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish men, people who do not make sacrifices are foolish men. I'm not insulting you. It is the Bible who says it. But do you want to know, oh foolish man? You are without value. I said it to you, Mandela made sacrifices. He became a man of value. There are people who are useless. They think they are, but they are not anything. Today I am teaching you the way to attain great value. Oh, hallelujah. It is James who says it, the pastor. Verse 20, but do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? But what was the work? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar of sacrifice? What was the altar of sacrifice? It was God. God said to him, Give me the son that you love. God is the altar of sacrifice. Today, God is God, but without sacrifices. Who is your God? But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? What work is he speaking about? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? 
Do you see? Do you see? Do you understand? That faith was working together with his works. The spirit of sacrifice is a work of faith. Oh yes. And that by works faith was made perfect. You are just content with that faith that you have in order to chase away flies and headaches. Go higher. In the perfection of faith. If you have a spirit of sacrifice, then you are the Moses generation. And you have entered perfect faith. And the scriptures was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. Friend of God. Friend of God. Hallelujah. I'll come back to this. Jesus also said it. The Father loves me. The Father loves me because I give my life in order to take it back. And that is why I'm speaking about the Moses generation to the church around the earth and the people of the earth. Moses is showing us a way here that we need to follow. The Moses generation is a generation with a spirit of sacrifice as was his father Abraham God said to I am the God of your father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob he, him too he put on the altar of sacrifice who is God put on the altar your altar is empty they are in France they are in America they are in South Africa the altar is empty they are in Kinshasa, the outer is empty. We are looking for brothers and sisters with a spirit of sacrifice as our predecessors. The Bible says it is by faith that Moses, having become of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was a status of honor. But he put the status of priest on the heavenly altar that is God. Where Abraham also put. says, I am the God of your father. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham also put his family, his country, his household. And later on, he also put Isaac. I want you to be filled with the sacrificial spirit, wherever that you are. Oh, yes. And you're going to become the Moses generation. Now we read verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he looked to the reward oh yes and this is Moses not only he put his status on the altar who is God God is an altar where you can put your status and you are not going to be the first one do you know that the 24 elders 
they also put their status in Revelations chapter 4. Let me read this because people think that they are co-citizens of the heavenly inhabitants. I don't like the evangelical Pentecostal churches who just pray our Father what in heaven, hallowed be thy name, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But in heaven, they are filled with the spirit of sacrifice. They put their status, their personality, which is greater than that of Moses. Moses was a prince, son of Pharaoh's daughter. He was a prince. But the others in heaven, the 24 elders, they are the closest circle to God with crowns of gold. They are heavenly kings and they are seated on thrones. Hmm. What do they do? They do what Moses did. That is why I love people who resemble the people of heaven, who follow the prayer of Jesus. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Revelation chapter 4, verse 10. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne. Hallelujah and hallelujah. The people who do not understand the word to lay prostrate. It means you fall down, you throw your body down. They lay prostrate. They fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And what do they do? And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to, re to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Hmm. Remember that the status of Moses, he received it from God. He should have died, but by a miracle born from the faith of his mother, who hid him. And the daughter of Pharaoh was requisitioned in order to take Moses by a miracle when there was a royal decree to kill all the male-born children. He owed, Moses owed his status to a God, to God who made him, it is God who made him to be the adopted son of the daughter of Pharaoh who took him to Pharaoh's palace. Don't worry, my brother, my sister. God can take you in the palaces by faith. It is by faith that Moses was hidden. It was by faith. So, the status of Moses, he owed it to God. Hebrews 11 verse 23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents, because they saw he was a beautiful child, and they were not afraid of the king's command. It is by faith. And this faith was watered. And after three months, he was transferred to the palace of Pharaoh. And there he was nominated as prince. 
But after a while, Moses understood that he needed to cast this status of a prince on the altar, on the altar. Hallelujah. How can I say to you? All that I want to say today is that the church as a whole on the five continents should be baptized in the sacrificial spirit as are the 24 elders. They are filled with the sacrificial spirit. And that is why they are in the close circle of God. I can say they are the friends of God. Oh yes. But they have a conduct of the friends of God. What a friend can you have to whom you don't give your time, your feelings, your thoughts, your heart, and everything that you have? When we love, we give. They love God. Your, your first commandment, which I am calling now obsolete, that commandment that is obsolete. You say that commandment in your mouth, but by your acts, you don't love God. Do you know why Jesus gave his life on the altar? It is because he loved his father. He said, so that the world may know that I love my father. Let us go from here. He loved his father. Do you know why Moses gave up his status of a prince, of being a prince? It's because he loved the people of God. The Bible says, choose Bible says choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. So he loved the people of God. He chose the people of God. So I can put a thermometer in order to measure your degree of love for God. If you are the Moses generation with a spirit of sacrifice, when you love, you sacrifice yourself. It is natural. It is natural. When parents love their children, because parents love their children, they sacrifice for their children. They make sacrifices for their children. I remember, I needed to go to medical school. My father did not have the means. My father sold his clothes. I remember my own children. There was a time I didn't have the means to pay for their university tuition. I sold my four by four. When you love, you sacrifice. It is terrible to speak about the love for God, which is not true. That is why John said, little children, let us not only love in words, but also in truth. There are people who say, I love, I love, I love. But when heaven looks, if they see a spirit of true sacrifice, they'll say, this one is true, this one is true. Gregory is true. George is true. Athanas is true. But the other one is a false one. You think you can convince God easily? You think you can even convince Satan? Satan knows that you don't love God. That is what the Bible says. So that the world may know that I love my father. Let's go from here. He went to give his life. And the father saw that the son loved him. He had already said there is no greater love than the one that gives his life for 
his friends. He gives up his life for his friends. His friends, first it was John, was his friend, and then the 12. But among the 12, there was a hypocrite friend who betrayed him with a kiss. And this betrayal was paid back with a rope of suicide. And Jesus said to him, my friend, whatever you want to do, do it. And Jesus said, there is no great love than to give up one's life for a friend. Moses gave up his his life of a prince on the altar in order to become a shepherd in the bush. Because he put this life on the altar of sacrifice 30 years later. The outer was revealed. An angel appeared to him in the burning bush, and God says, I am the God. Hallelujah. Our time is moving. I'd like to ask a question to my international audience in this International Forum of Nations. Moses gave the status of being prince and what status did God give him? Reflect a little bit, think a little bit. God gave to Moses his own status. God said to Moses, I make you God before Pharaoh. Hallelujah and hallelujah. God is not a debtor of anyone. If you have a spirit of sacrifice, he will pay you. This is what we have read here. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. God paid Moses. That is why I, 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 I sent you greetings in the name of the God of Moses. He is a good player, a rewarder. Moses put on the altar his status as a prince, but God paid Moses with a divine status. In Egypt, there was Pharaoh, there was the gods of Egypt that were above Pharaoh, Osiris and other gods. And God gave to Moses above the status of a prince, above the status of Pharaoh himself, and above the status of the gods of Egypt. God said to him, I make you God. The sacrificial spirit pays well. Jesus also in the book of Philippians, or the Philipp- Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it worthy to be equal with God, but made himself, made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a born servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself, he humbled himself, and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God, hallelujah and hallelujah, therefore God, that is why God, 
Jesus put his status, his divine status on the altar of sacrifice. That is why, therefore, in the highest, hallelujah in the highest, hallelujah in eternity, and hallelujah. Therefore, God also, therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. This is extraordinary. That is why I'm saying to you, be of the Moses generation. He was a man with a sacrificial spirit. We see the same spirit in Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus also put his status, our beloved master, our teacher. If you are a disciple, follow him. He said, if anyone wants to follow him, follow me, let him deny himself. Who are you who are you following? You speak a lot, dear church. Whoever wants to follow me, let him deny himself. If he says you need to deny yourself, if you're an authority, it means you need to deny your status of authority. It means you're going to live as an authority, but who's giving priority to God or to Jesus? As the 24 living, 24 elders who fall down and cast their crowns. Jesus here also gives his status. Time is running. I was going to speak to you. Not only of the status. Moses gave what he had. I would love that the church should come back to the full gospel. To come back to the pure gospel. Jesus said there's no one who would have left all things. There's no one who would have left all things because of me and for the sake of the kingdom of God and the gospel. Abraham left everything. He left his family. He left his country. He left his household. And Moses refused his status. And Jesus left his throne and came on earth and was born in a manger, him who is the son of the Most High, the King of Kings. And here he says, there is no one who have left everything because of me and the gospel if he does not receive. Here he was responding to Peter. Peter who says, we have left all things. And Peter is among our predecessors. The Bible says, look at those who preach the gospel to you. Dear church, look at our conductors, our predecessors. Peter said, we left all things. And Jesus asked, what did, we, did you leave? Jesus knows what you have left or what you need to leave. There is no one who has left everything for me and the gospel if does not receive in this present time a hundredfold and in age to come, eternal life. What did they leave? They left houses, parents, brothers, wives, children. These things are not easy to leave. But the apostles put these things on the altar of sacrifice 
that is Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Take my life. Oh Lord, take my life. May my life be a prayer. Take my life. Take my life. May my life look like your life. May my life look like your life. La vie sacrificielle a sacrificial life is a powerful prayer. Change the way you pray. Hallelujah. Look at the land. We don't have time. The Bible says, to the land that was slain, the land that sacrificed itself is worthy. Heaven, all of heaven is praying for the lamb without the lamb praying your sacrificial life will pray for you without even you praying I love this song from the Catholic Church take my life, take my life may my life be a prayer may my life be like your life Jesus had a sacrificial life he was of the Moses generation I love that the youth should follow in the footsteps of the young man of Nazareth who began his ministry at the age of 30 and he, his ministry was three years on earth and his life was sacrificed. Even the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 says, Therefore I urge you to offer your bodies, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. We have too many worship services on earth, but without a spirit of sacrifice. People have, people have difficulties to give material, physical things, and yet it is the way to the land. The Bible says the land is worthy to receive. The 24 elders have also been able to give because of this spirit of sacrifice. If you read Revelation chapter 5, you will see down there that all the angels of heaven think worthy is the Lamb to receive wisdom, power, riches, strength forever and ever. The spirit of sacrifice pays. The spirit of sacrifice costs a lot to the heavenly treasures. That is why the spirit of sacrifice of Abraham, when he gave his son Isaac on the altar that is God, on Mount Moriah, on Mount Moriah, and in return, God swore. God swore, says, I swear to bless you. The spirit of sacrifice. The spirit of sacrifice or the sacrificial spirit is a source of blessing. And that is why Jesus is blessed forever. He's the Lamb. He has a spirit of sacrifice. You don't have time. I'm going to finish there for today. If you go in Revelations 14, the Bible says they saw the Lamb. The, the one who had the spirit of sacrifice was surrounded by 144,000 on the Mount Zion. 
Bible says these are those who have, re- have been redeemed from the earth. They follow the Lamb wherever it goes. If you are have the spirit of sacrifice, people will follow you. Everyone follows Jesus today. If you go in Revelation 15, you will see there's a song that is sung here. The Bible says they sing the song of Moses and the, the servant of God and the song of the Lamb. Both of them have a spirit of sacrifice saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Receive the greater and marvelous works among the nations in following the spirit of sacrifice of Moses and of the Lamb. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Glory and hallelujah. Both of them, they had the same spirit of sacrifice. We don't have time. We are going to read in Revelation 17. The great prostitute was defeated by the land. By the land. By the one who sacrificed himself. Even the beast. And the coalition of the beast was overcome by the spirit of sacrifice of the Lamb. The Bible says these will make war with the Lamb, but the Lamb will overcome them. The spirit of sacrifice transmits to us a spirit of victory. That is why in Egypt, Pharaoh was defeated by the Passover Lamb. It works. If you have a spirit of sacrifice, you are going to overcome. We see it in Revelation 17. Victory over the beast and his coalition and over the great prostitute. May God bless you and give you the spirit of sacrifice. I'd love to finish by remembering unbelievers who don't have good things to give to God. All I'll ask you is that you may give your sins to Jesus because you don't have anything to give. Give your sins on the altar of sacrifice because he was, he bore, he bore our iniquities, hallelujah and hallelujah. And in return, is going to give you everlasting life. You don't have anything to give, unbeliever. Bring your sins. Say, Lord, Lord, I give you my sins. You know what to do with them. And he'll say to you, I know what to do with them. I know the place where I put the sins. He's going to crucify your sins. He'll crucify the sins in your life. And in return, he will give you everlasting life. And people used to know you who be an abominable person. A, a, a thief, a person with a bad smell, they begin to appreciate you because you are going to smell the smell of salvation. Hallelujah and hallelujah and amen. Thank you for following. Let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching.